0: Welcome everyone back to a very special broadcast. Uh, we did one yesterday, uh, immediately after Chip Kelly decided to depart UCLA, and we're doing another one today. Uh, I'm David Woods, Brun Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and today joined by Tracy Pearson as always, but also joined by the head of the Men of Westwood, NIL Collective, and Champion of Westwood, NIL Collective, Ken Grier. Uh Great to have you on again,
1: Ken. Good to talk to you in good the morning, guys. circumstances. Well, it's definitely different circumstances, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Look, all three of us are smiling.
1: I don't know what I, that I, means. I, 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 well, because it's, it's a beautiful day outside, Tracy. That's why. That's
0: that's it, Ken. Yeah. It's We're having a good Saturday. How about we say that? Yes. We're, we're just fine. here to have a good Saturday. We're focused one day at a time. We're process-oriented, not goal-oriented here on the broadcast. Um, a lot going on, obviously, with Chip Kelly leaving. We wanted to get Ken on because, as we've been talking about, basically for all of the last day, pretty much, but even before that, um, who UCLA targets next, who they hire next as their head coach, is going to have to prioritize NIL, going to have to prioritize fundraising, going to have to prioritize donor relations, at an even more profound level than you would have expected uh, because of how neglected it was under Chip Kelly um, and what he did to damage uh, uh, that apparatus and that potential uh, for UCLA. So we wanted to kind of do a little bit of what actually went wrong under Chip and then what needs to happen with the next guy. So to begin with, um, now now that Chip's out the door, and at another program, we can maybe have a little bit of a frank discussion about what he actually did wrong and how it inhibited NIL efforts. So I'll let let you have the- Dave, Dave, let's
2: just first acknowledge that this is the first time that you and I have ever worn UCLA gear.
0: Yeah, Tracy insisted that I put on a hat. Um, So here we are. Uh, He's wearing his UCLA half zip. What do we got?
2: Quarter zip? What do we got? No, it's a whole thing. (laughs) A full zip. Wow. I don't know. I don't know where I got this from. Uh, Support and solidarity over UCLA now going forward. That's what we are. That's right. But do you know who didn't wear UCLA
0: gear? Chip Kelly. Let's bring it on back. Uh, That's
2: one of the reasons why we're
0: doing this. (laughs) So, uh, Ken, I guess the, the first question is. We've talked around the idea that UCLA under Chip Kelly, the football program especially, didn't embrace NIL. But I want to get specific now. What, what was Chip Kelly doing and what was he inhibiting with his lack of effort or even what he was doing in opposition to NIL?
1: Um, look, I, I think the best way of putting it, lack of effort and opposition go hand in hand, right? Um, if you're not making an effort, you're opposing it. In this day and age of of college athletics, just look across the you know uh, you know you guys are wearing UCLA. I've got my my men of Westwood uh, three quarter zip on this morning, but you know that's kind of to uh, to make a point of I'll wear I'll wear men of Westwood gear. You know you you look at that corner of campus where there's the Wasserman Center and the Mo Austin Center, and your eyes don't lie. Right there's one coach who is promoting it there was one coach who has embraced it and there is one coach who understands the massive importance of it and that is why we should all be behind mick cronin you know a hundred percent and then some because from day one it was this this was all about him this was all about his idea of how programs are going to succeed in the future and then you walk next door and that's all i need to say there was nothing Um, so it's it was very frustrating from the standpoint of what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to accomplish for the student athletes. Um, you know, the at the end of the day, I've said it before and I'll say it again, NIL is for the student athlete. It is to appreciate what their sacrifices have been made for for the four letters and for our, you know, whether it's your alma mater or your your favorite program whatever it may be, but it's for UCLA student athletes. And when your coach doesn't help that uh, and explain that, you can see what happens. You you have a coach that was about himself, and that's how he left. He left about himself. And, you know, I wish him all the best. I don't blame him for decisions that he makes for his life and for his family decisions. Um, but we're in a better place today than we were yesterday. Uh, and I hope that whoever the administration brings in is someone that can do what Mick has been doing. And we we need to bring back the fan base. We need to bring back the fans, the donors. We need to embrace the new world order. Um, it's the only way to succeed. And we need to do it really for our student athletes. You know, those guys have done a lot for us um, in the in the face of some very hard times in that building,
0: yeah, and I mean, I think the the I think getting even like a little bit deeper into this stuff because so Chip Kelly, it wasn't so much. I mean, it was obviously that he didn't have a vision, but if, correct me if I'm wrong, but there were people involved in the program who wanted to do more for NIL, who wanted to do um, things for NIL, and there was some active opposition from the head guy.
1: That is, that is correct. Uh, You know, I I don't want to get into names because I think that's just unfair. Um, But yes, there were, there were people on staff, people in the building, um, people on campus, however you want to put it, that wanted uh, football to be more active in the NIL aspect um, and recruiting aspect of, of the game. Um, And, were we're told that there was certain ways of the that the business was going to operate, that, meaning the business of football, um, and so whether whether it was, sorry, uh, I think the best way of putting it is those those people that wanted to do it were doing it kind of in the shadows where you can't do it in the shadows. It it right. needed to be in the in the in the light of day, um, you know the the. I'll say it from this standpoint, if if I walk into the Mo Austin Center or if you go and ask any basketball player uh, about Men of Westwood or who Ken is, everyone knows me. It was a year before I met most of the football team. So I, I think that kind of explains it right then and there. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm important here by any stretch of the imagination because I'm not. Uh but it, it's the philosophy of it. It was the philosophy of there's one way that we're doing it, and unfortunately, it's not the way that can work in today's society of of college football. So it is what it is. You know we we're we're past it, and there's no reason to harp on it. And now it's just a let's focus on how to make it better. Um, let's get the fan base back together. Let's get the donors back together. Um, and let's get this football program to where it should be, and you know that's that's the job that Martin Josh uh, are tasked with right now. Um, and I know that they're deep in the woods on that, and they're they're really you know gonna go, gonna go through a, a good process in a quick time. Um, but I hope that they understand, and I believe that they do. So I I, I shouldn't say that I hope. I know that they do how important this this concept is moving forward. Uh, You know, the the one issue or the one worry that we have from an NIL perspective, um, and it's not, I'm not saying this from the administration, I'm just saying it from, from our team at Men of Westwood, is throughout the last bit of the Chip Kelly tenure, it was, We, you know, from the donors, from the fans, will support when Chip is gone. And over the last 24 hours, people have supported, and and I thank each and every one of you that have given something. But whether it's phone calls, whether it's on the board, whether it's on social media, we've now seen a lot of the tenure switch from when Chip Kelly's gone is to, no, now it's I want to see who the head coach is. And we can't act like that because the next step would be, okay, we got, you know, Coach X, but we're now going to wait to see who is offensive coordinator or is defensive coordinator is, or we're going to wait and see how much he works. Like, we can't, as a fan base, continue to have excuses. Like, it's time for no more excuses. It's We're literally in the put-up-or-shut-up stage because we're going to have a new administration in, in the football program conceivably by next week, and we better be supporting them 100%, or I don't see how we come out of – you know that that era any better than we're coming out of this one
2: so what you're saying is you've seen uh a little bit of a bump since since yesterday when all the news broke with chip Kelly but you're still seeing some potential donors are saying i want to wait to see who the coach is
1: and uh we're seeing so, yeah it, it's it's a it's a i wouldn't say put we are seeing a lot of that and we're we're hearing a lot of that a lot of hesitation so, in terms of
2: I mean, for, I completely get what you're saying. I'd, I'd also uh, – I just have to be even-handed here and saying a lot of the fans have to feel a little beaten down after so many years of, of feeling that the administration and I know NIL is not necessarily related to that, but just feeling that UCLA football has let them down. So at this point, I kind of understand – but the point is right now, they're kind of putting the cart before the horse or one of those uh, weird metaphors that means things are asked backwards. Um, if they want the coach that they think UCLA deserves or that is going to inspire them, how important is it to you that uh, you are able to tell them our NIL Investments just suddenly skyrocket right now, and this is your NIL program, and it's really burgeoning. How important is that? Uh, to
1: you oh, I, I think it's I think it's critical, right? It, the fact is that if I get a phone call today, tomorrow, Monday, you know, while the process goes on, and I can say to whether it's Martin or or Josh, hey, over, you know, in the first twenty four hours, you know, we we raised X dollars. I mean that's without even a coach raising x dollars right that's the fan base saying we're free of of what we didn't want to be involved with and we're we're putting you know we're putting up we're not you know and and we're going to move forward as a fan base so I think it's I think it would be huge if we can give even better numbers than we're already getting and and we got good numbers we didn't get great numbers over the last 24 hours but again it's only 24 hours and and I get it and Tracy, um, I completely agree with you. You know, when you're saying being, you know, level handed Look, I'm a fan first and foremost. I'm beaten down. I'm tired. You know, I'm tired of of going to the Rose Bowl and and not having fun. Um, so I get it. Uh, I get the whole thing, and and I empathize and because again, it's you know, I I've, I've sat with my close friends who I've gone to games with since you know since we graduated and we've had major discussions in terms of how much more as just fans do we want to put up with it. So we got, we get it from a fan standpoint. And, you know, our group breathed the, you know, had a deep uh, ex- exhale yesterday um, when it was made official. And it was kind of like, okay, we, we kind of feel like, you know, there's, there's some ability here where we don't need to cancel our tickets, or, you know, we, we can still kind of have the fun of, of going out there and, you know, we're at the stage of life where, It used to be, you know, 10 of us that went to college together. Now, you know, some of us are bringing our children, you know, some of us, our children have already gone through the process with us and, you know, and now we're getting back to just the, the guys again. So it was something we didn't want to give up, but it was also something that we've been so beaten down with, but we all feel that we can affect change. Um, You know, we can't control the hiring process. We can't control the budget. We can't control... Things that we can't control, right? But we can control the hope aspect of this. And the hope is that we can help foster a new age of UCLA football without some of the obstacles that were previously in place. And we can also really give whoever our next coach is a a running start rather than, you know, trudging through mud, which was where we were in the you know in the in the recruiting game. Let's be honest. I've never seen in my life a a signing day where you sign zero players. That's that's insanity if you think about it. And and I know your guy's job is to judge where where the recruiting rankings are. And look and, and it's an inexact science and I'm I'm not trying to by any stretch of the imagination justify um where our ranking is right but college recruiting is 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 a business that's apt for failure because the NFL scouting and NFL draft is is riddled with failure right so and they've got hundreds of millions of dollars in the NFL in the scouting department and why are the bears picking another quarterback after they already picked one 3 years ago right so that all being said it, it doesn't justify by any by any means where we are ranked as a as a um, you know, where we are, where we're ranked you know, in the big 10 or in the pack 12 or whatever, you know, or where our class is. But it, I think it says everything that you don't have a player wanting to sign on the dotted line, right? That is, that's inexcusable because that's just a lack of doing the work or a lack of resources. Um, a little bit of both, right? Um, or it's a lack of caring. And and I can't answer why we have 0 because I wasn't in those kids' rooms, but I know when you're not working to get what kids want these days, which is NIL, the odds are a lot longer that you're going to get guys, but you'd still think you just stumble into one. We are still UCLA. The degree means something. So, it's it's really it's disheartening where we were, but where we were was 24 hours ago. So let's so, let's put that in the past and, and worry about where we're going to
2: be. So we need to comment though, and Dave has these numbers. Um, we want to shout out to the bros though. Yeah. Right, Dave, give us yeah, some numbers. So, what- so
0: bro subscribers. So basically, in the last twenty two hours, have given uh, very close to twenty grand uh, in through just the bro form, um, and then probably another. 25 ish in terms of annual commitments so just for some perspective that's uh so that form has been up since july 2022 i want to say i think or no that was the basketball this one's been up for a little over a year that's over 10 percent of what bro has given in the entirety of the time uh including our initial pushes so it's good. Um, that's great to see people immediately flowing in. Um, but obviously, and look, if you have objections to like NIL and all that kind of stuff, you're you're preaching to the choir. This is not an ideal system, but it is the system. It is how talent is acquired this, this day and age in college football. If you want to have a good program, NIL has to be a huge, huge part of it. So uh, the fact that so many of you, I mean, it's over... I think it's over 200 individual donations to account for those um, that those $20,000 more people getting on board is going to be necessary. Uh, It's just the reality of it. Um, Big donors can't account for all of it. um, And big donors also want to see that they're not the only ones. Um, So there's a lot that goes into this. So uh, as you're giving, you're doing uh, one of the major things necessary to make UCLA football viable make it viable for the new head coach. And you're also helping to influence other money to get involved. Like a lot of people, when they do charity drives and that kind of stuff, they do matching because they want to see that other people are getting involved. They want to see that they're not the only ones that they're not having to support this whole thing themselves. So keep all that in mind when you're given 50 bucks, when you're given a hundred bucks, that does matter. Um, And so you're not, you're not, uh, you're not just, you know, farting away money it, it does matter for not just the way that money will be used but how it could influence other donors
1: yeah no that's a that's a great point dave and i will tell you that we we have had great conversations with our five and six figure donors and you know we're we are looking very positive on on bringing a lot of those back into the fold um and uh you know obviously we don't announce those numbers um for for a myriad of reasons that we've discussed in the past uh but again i want to i want to echo what you said which is first of all thank you to everyone um the more the more people we can get involved it's almost irrelevant of the look the the dollar amount matters obviously but it's almost irrelevant if we can continue to show like we have instead of 200 donors, we have 400 donors, right? right? Even you know, even if it's just $10 or $5 or $20, it's like it shows that people, the fans are coming back and that is important to building a sustainable program. Um, that's number one. Two is, yes, I'm going to say it. I've said it before, I'll say it again and I'll, I'll probably continue to say it until this system is fixed. It is fundamentally flawed. We don't agree with it. We don't believe that it's sustainable. We don't believe... That it's the best way that this system should be implemented and and activated, but we can't be the ones to change it and, and to sit here and cry about it, and to use our UCLA brains, which are very smart, and say this is how we would do it. Yes, there, are, you know, my dog, who's probably who's sitting right there next to me, can probably come up with a better NIL solution than what the NCAA did. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to be implemented. So instead of you know pounding the sand about it and saying this doesn't make sense, look, I'm not telling anybody what to do with their money. It is your money, you have every right to do with what you want to do with, how you want to spend it. You, you, if you don't believe in it, don't get. If you, you know are objecting this, I, I, I am with you there. But if you want us to succeed in the near term, this is this is just unfortunately the only avenue that that works. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of a little soapbox moment, but beyond that, it is, you know, whether it's, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, you know, when we have donations that are, that are, um, you know, monthly or annual, uh, that are recurring, we can't have what people were doing in the past either, which is, oh, we lost games. So we're going to pull money. People pulled money when our basketball program was losing, was on that losing streak. And you got to give these guys time. You got to give coaches time to build. You got to give the players the time to, to show it, but you have to be appreciative that this is not, you know, the money doesn't go to Mick Cronin or doesn't go to whoever our next coach is. And let's just be honest. Chip Kelly is doing just fine today without, without NIL. You know, he, he has a job that he's still making seven figures on, his his life is not affected by by the lack of nil at, at the ucla football program it does impact our student athletes and come next week the transfer portal opens for our football program because our head coach left and unfortunately we will probably lose players that we are all fans of that we all want to see remain a you know a Bruin to help build the the next foundation the next era of UCLA football and we're not going to be able to afford it because our fan base wanted to punish Chip Kelly so it's it's very important right now that we have to get over that and understand in order to help save some of our talent this is this is the only way of doing it at this point so Uh,
2: I can see um I'll go a little counter on this. I can understand the sentiment previously when Chip Kelly was coach to hold back in NIL because in a lot of ways, I think UCLA fans feel uh, powerless in being able to send a message. Um, the UCLA administration, you, know, you cancel your season tickets. You're trying to send a message, and the, the UCLA administration has been uh, has turned a deaf ear over the years so this uh, whether it I know what you're saying Ken that all you're doing is is really punishing the players because this is the money that goes to them but I think UCLA fans were desperate to find another way to send a message but now now you send a message the other way I I I understand that message was sent and it was and it was very much heard it was heard loud and clear yeah. Now here's the other message to send along those same exact lines. You made your point there. Now make your point this way. And that's Correct. to support support the program. And it's critical that there are the donations, the NIL football fund starts to really increase right now, even before the hiring of the coach. So you have something to tell the coach of what's been happening since chip Kelly left the program. That's true. Sure. That's so key. Um, I'd like your opinion and uh, you're close to this, uh, NIL now is going to be, it's a, it's a factor in hiring a coach. Um, he would probably any potential candidate would look at the program and say, Hey, I need NIL money. What kind of, uh, what kind of NIL program am I, am I going to inherit at UCLA football? How prevalent, how top of mind is that in the hiring process, let's say for Martin Jarman, when he's going out to talk to potential candidates, have you heard um, what the plan would be for the coach to actively generate NIL funds? How much, I mean, is it the first question, Martin Jarman, asked in these interviews is it top three i would think it has to be pretty close to top of the list
1: uh, yeah i can't speak for martin um and i can't speak for the administration you know as a whole uh whoever is involved i know martin and josh are you know over the last 48 hours and and getting everything prepared for this when it became a almost a foregone conclusion that this was going to be the the end result um, and I would probably tell you that it was much longer than that. You know that that the idea that this was happening was was going to happen.
2: Really, um, Ken? You mean the can fact can that you, Bro was report Yeah. Can so you say re- that louder for Eric yeah, yeah. Sondheimer? Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. That, look. Um, you know, I, I will say over the last few days in any conversation I've had with with the administration. NIL has been top of mind. How can we frame this? You know, what can we say? You know, what can we do? Um, they have some great ideas. Um, I know what they're presenting is is potentially very game changing. Um, we've been working a lot uh, at Meta Westwood to to come up with some some great ideas um, or some some new kind of concepts or or I don't even want to say new concepts, but um, Tweaked concepts of things we've done in the past um, to to really to really make this a little bit more viable for because we'll have a coach that we believe will embrace it. Um, you know, I think a lot of it will be a case study on look what McCronin has done and look what McConaughey continues to do. Um, you know, and I would be remiss, and I know we're talking football right now, but we we can't all of a sudden just shift and focus on on football. You know, we need to. You know, these are two trains that are going down parallel tracks, uh, and the basketball program needs, needs the constant support and the great support that everyone has had. Um, you know, and, and I know Mick has been out there saying, you know, we need NIL and, you know, I want to clarify things, you know, from a, from a small standpoint, which is, this is not about Mick and this is not about Chip and this is not about any new coach, whoever that person may be. Um, whatever our, whatever the NIL that a coach gets, whether it's at UCLA or another school is, I'm going to guarantee you from me talking to other collectives and knowing other coaches, uh, you know, from from coaches at the end of the day, if a coach wants $10 in NIL, the second they get $10, they don't have enough because they want 11. When they get 11, they're going to want 15. When they get 15, they're going to want 20. So understand it is not a failed, you know, it's not a failed business model. Um, If coaches are asking for more, it's because that's where the marketplace is going. So, you know, every time we hear that, they they ask for more, it's because it's out of necessity. It's because to get the next big player, last year, you know, it's a 10%, you know, step up in in salary, for lack of a better way of putting it, or a 20%, or this guy's going to want more, or this guy's going to want more to stay, so on and so forth. And the coaches have to do a great job in terms of roster management, and now almost salary cap management. Um, so that being said, again, I think the best thing that we can do is really say, "Look, we're not hiring a coach today." I I would be shocked if we did. Doesn't mean we don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not in a room interviewing coaches. You know, that's that's Martin and Josh's job, and and they're going to do the best job possible in these circumstances. The, the concept here, though, is instead of saying, here's all the things we can do, right? Again, oh, we know, oh, we've got this list of donors that said they, were, they pulled out with chip and they said that they're going to get back in. Now's the time to get back in beforehand, right? Or even if you're giving a fraction of what you want to give because you're waiting to see if we get coach A or B, I completely and totally understand that. I appreciate it because I appreciate that you're even wanting to be involved in NIL. So the sooner you can do anything, you know, the dollars are great. As I said, cash is king, but it's also we can say we've gotten you know multiple people to be involved more than we thought, which means that those people are already in, and we have a better chance of, of raising each an individual dollar. Whether it's someone going from ten to twenty dollars, or whether it's someone going from ten thousand to twenty thousand, or whether it's someone going from fifty thousand to one hundred thousand. That is the story that we need to be able to tell a coach right now that we did this work before you had to, before you had to, you know, do the job that Mick Cronin has been doing and promoting the collective and, and glad handling the donors and meet and schmoozing the donors, um, and embracing the fan base. You know, all of these things are mission critical, but they're mission critical for the guy when he comes in as a fan base, we can do a lot before that guy walks in the door to, to kind of lay out the red carpet for him. And I think that's with, what if we do in the next few days.
0: With I, I don't want to get um, uh, bro subscribers too distracted on the big numbers because I think they need to just focus on what they can give. But um, what is uh, the NIL picture in football right now? Like what is the budget target to be viable in this new world order in the Big Ten uh, on an annual kind of rotating basis? Like, what do you need to have? Cause I think people I like, kind of struggle with this because there's so many fake numbers out there, but like, what do you need to have as a program to feel like you can retain most of your players and you can be competitive in recruiting?
1: Um, That's a great question. And, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to avoid the question, Dave, but I, I'm going to kind of put pause on answering it the right way, I guess for you, because I don't know the new staff right? Got it. I would tell you, so. Under Chip Kelly, it was obviously $50 million because they don't recruit, but. Uh, Right. Well, it's, it's also, what kind of guy are you trying to get? How are you trying to build the program? You know, are you, are you doing, are you recruiting from the high school level and developing? And so every year you want to retain that level? Are you, you know, working on, Hey, we're going to bring in a lot of high school players, and weed them out based upon how, you know, or they're going to weed themselves out because someone's going to blow up and, and want, you know, massive dollars. Um, Are you going to be more involved in the transfer portal? You know, there's all these nuanced uh, elements to it. And then it also becomes, you know, are you going to, you know, are you going to develop a quarterback? You know, do you want a, do you want a four year type quarterback who isn't quote unquote NFL talent, but is a great college quarterback, um, and you're going to just—he's going to be steady, but you're going to put a lot of things around it. You know, I don't—I can't answer it until I know what they want to do. The answer is in the millions. You know, in the—I don't necessarily know if it's in the tens of millions, um, because again, there is a value to being in LA. There's a value to being at UCLA. Your your ancillary NIL opportunities or marketing or sponsorships later on down the line. Your potential future jobs. Your degree. You know, all of these things are, are are cherries on top of Sundays of the NIL, right? Because that's how we always attracted people. So it's, it's the same argument today, which is, and even under Chip Kelly, why would someone want to come and play at UCLA? Why are we all UCLA Bruins? Because it's arguably the greatest college campus around. It's one of the, it's the, you know, it's the most well-known university probably on the planet. You know, it's the most applied to university. There are facts that are inarguable. So you look at 85 scholarship football players, Not they all might think they're going to the NFL. A very small percentage of them actually make it in the NFL. And we all focus in on that as fans. But from a 18-year-old, you know, or a 17 or a 16-year-old who's looking at a college and is mapping out his life, um, there are inherent, you know, values that we have and that we can sell as a university that other places can't, right? It's why I think you guys coined the moniker the sleeping giant. It's not because we're going to pay the most because we're not. That is probably guaranteed at this point. You know, it is not because we have the best on-campus stadium because we don't have an on-campus stadium, right? We've had all of these things in the past. When NIL wasn't legal, we weren't paying our players the way that other schools were under the table. We we still had to schlep to the Rose Bowl. We still have to do this, but we have the greatest weather, we have the greatest campus. Um got, you know, for for young men, we've got pretty good looking women walking around campus. You're in the, you know, you're in the epicenter of Hollywood for people that want to get into that business. You're you're in a global business center in Los Angeles for other you know, other uh, employment opportunities, and your degree is is meaningful around the world. Those things have never changed and will never change, I guess, in our lifetime, realistically, right? So we need to sell, we need a, a coach to come in like Mick Cronin, right? And sell those concepts. So you don't need to pay $10 for a player when you can get them for seven, because those added values add up to more than three.
2: Got so, I, I, hey, I got one a, one, fa- one thing I do too, uh, really fast. You alluded to uh, possibly a program, a new type of um, facet of an investment. Um, I don't know if you're prepared to talk about it now. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking. No, about. we
1: no, no, yeah, no. We have we have some stuff for um, you know we're working on some stuff for some of the 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 major donors, um, uh, so that that we're gonna kind of keep private for the time being. Um, okay. It's gonna kind of be part of the one-on-one conversations with with the, the quote-unquote whales of the world. Um, but we're, we're hoping that um, in, in this new kind of fashion that we've structured it, it might be a little bit more appeasing to, to those people for, for things that they can get um, for their dollars. Um, you know, again, I want to I want to wait for the new coach um and the new staff to come in and really see how to inject them properly into what we can can offer. Um, you know, I sit here and, and I will continue to to use Mick as the example. Um so I'm hopeful that it's someone similar to that because I think we've all seen how Mick has has welcomed in the fans, has welcomed in the donors. Has welcomed in players, you know, has become a, a global brand again in, in basketball. You know, maybe the results at the beginning of the year weren't where we wanted. But damn, uh, th- this team looks pretty uh pretty competitive all of a sudden, you know, because Mick is a sorcerer and I don't know how he does it. But he's um, a man
0: witch is what was uh yeah. conveyed
1: on the board. That the is
0: the
2: man witch
1: uh, of Westwood. The new term is the man witch right. of Westwood. Um so that all being said. I, I don't want to copy and paste it over until I have the buy-in of the new staff because I tried to do it before and it fell on its face because we didn't have the buy-in, right? So until that comes into, into place um, let, let you know and we were able to work through through the, the what what the new staff wants, how it wants to recruit, how it wants to retain uh, what its philosophy is, um, and then we can kind of all come together as as a meeting of the minds. What you know? Then, then I'm hopeful that we'll have some some very exciting things to offer. You know, the bro donor to the whale donor.
0: So, with with uh, you, you've talked a lot about how that new staff might want to recruit, and I, I want to touch on this in your experience, because obviously it's not a perfect market. No market is the nil market is not a perfect market. Nobody's ever making perfectly rational decisions. Is it easier to retain? So say you've got a good, you've got a good player. Is it easier to retain that player than to acquire that similar
1: player on the open market? hundred like percent. Yeah. Well, first of all, you you know right? It's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. So you you know right? It's it's if I have this guy and he's been my you know left tackle for two years or my you know, power forward in basketball or right. a quarterback or what, you know, any position, whatever, you know what you're gonna get. Y- and you, you know the development arc of that player. Um, and you probably also have the built-in ability to get that player for less, even if someone offers more, because one, they're picking up, they're leaving their friends, they're leaving someplace they're comfortable with. So you have all, you, you know, you have the familiarity to sell versus the unknown to sell. So um, I guess
0: the obvious follow-up then there is that when UCLA is looking at new coaches, anybody who says in the interview process, we're going to prioritize the transfer portal and it's, and high school recruiting is not going to be one of the you know benchmarks early on is not dealing with the reality of first UCLA's NIL situation right now, but also what UCLA's NIL situation is going to be going forward. Like this is a program based on, kind of that argument right there where ucla's nil is never going to be the top of the big 10 and it's easier to retain players from a financial standpoint than it is to acquire them you would want to
1: build through high school recruiting for the most part um Look, I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not on staff, so I, I understand where you're going, but I would also right. tell, to almost tell you the, there's a, there's a flip side argument. You know, you're, you, I think you were, the original question I answered was from a UCLA perspective only, right? So sure. if we're, if we're talking about, if, if we want to retain our running back versus going, get a new running back, if, if you believe that the, they're equal, you're probably paying someone to come in versus someone, you know, versus having someone leave, you're creating a problem, right? If, if, if our running back walks out the door and everyone knows we need a running back, you probably end up paying more than you right. could have just paid to keep the guy. You know the transfer portal will be key, I believe, because again, you're selling the UCLA degree, so you're selling you know talent that is developed that someone else has fostered or put through a nutrition program or or redshirted or you know had them go through the the training process for one or two years. And if you feel like, hey, that guy can come and we're giving him a starting shot, like, you know, I think it has to be a mix because we have to understand because we're probably not ever going to be at the level of Ohio State. Right. That's just realistic to say Um, you don't want to necessarily get the quarterback who in three years they're going to basically pay triple for. To do it. So, what you need to do, what we need to be doing as a program, whether in any sport, is consistently recruiting the guy to stay. Whether you know if he's going, if he's going to pan out or not, because the more these guys feel loved, the more these guys feel valued, the better chance you have to retain them. And then you're making the the quote-unquote GM decision: is you know, am I trading this guy for someone else? You know, am I going after a free agent? Right. It's the same. It's the same business model in all the professional sports. so i think that's that's where we need to go but again we need we need a staff to come in and embrace the new world order and so the fan base can support them and the administration will have the ability to support them as well right it's it all goes hand in hand when the fans and the donors drop out it's very hard for the administration to to support the administration wants to support, you know, I know there's a narrative that the administration doesn't support football or doesn't support this or doesn't support that. Uh, if they didn't want to support the business, wouldn't be open. It's hard to support when it's a failed model. When, when it can be a model that can be sustainable, they're going to support it because it's a cash cow. It's, it's simple business, right? It was, it would be remiss of them to pour in bad money Um after you know into a into a product that wasn't bringing stuff back now we could go on a whole another tangent and say well then you have yeah. to make other business decisions but that's that's above my pay grade um well,
2: w- one thing i heard from all this ken i just have to say i heard kind of you um say in there that basically uh fans should be giving uh, a lot of money to keep a dembona is kind of what i heard is that <laughs> i said no- i said nothing of the sort <laughs> Um that's no, no, what I took from, from that if, I if think. If you play it backwards uh, if you play it backwards
1: yeah,
0: set uh, up. I, it was I would, coded. I would not argue.
1: There. Yeah, I look, um sure, you know, yes, but I would say that that's the case for any guy that you think, you know, you know, inst- you know, take a Dembona's name out, play, you know, that's just a a, a blank name right there. It could be for anybody in in any program because it's free agency every year. So understand that you know the the more you have the chance on it, um, the 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 better the better we have to retain a guy. But you know, you saying a Dembonas is, is a great example on what I was saying in terms of like retaining talent, right? If you have the right staff who can recruit who can recruit the right guy initially, can develop them, and then re-recruit them, you have Jaime Haquez as a senior because right. that's what McCronin did, right? He spent years developing that relationship building the trust. And so did we pay, you know, Jaime Hacquez as much as someone else could? No, that's that's not up for debate. But you were able to develop a relationship with that player who understood the value of UCLA, understood the value of his education, of his brand, of his coaching, of his teammates, of his situation. And now look at him. He's arguably the rookie of the year if it wasn't for, you know, one one first round, you know, the first pick in the draft sitting out the year before because of injury, and the other first pick because you're not supposed to fail when you're picking the first guy in the draft. Right. But you know, if you redrafted, Jaime would be in the top five at the very minimum. That is all because of of the of the process that you guys just were asking about. So the more that we can do that versus you know having an air about us of we're UCLA and you should just want to be here because we've afforded you the opportunity to be at UCLA and you should be thankful every day that you were brought into whatever building you were brought into. Um, I think, I think our, our trajectory you know, goes, goes a lot higher, a lot quicker because the, you'll be able to, to have the value of everything involved and the trust. And I think that's what we need. And I know talking to players that are currently on the team, you know, I'm I'm anticipating we're gonna lose talent. Like I, I'm I, I won't sit here and and be naive about that. But I've talked to a lot of guys and I've heard from a lot of guys or through the through different channels, they want to stay here because it is UCLA. So we have to just give them a reason. You know, we have to we have to make them feel loved a little bit. They're not asking for, for the bank to be broken, they want to be treated with respect. They want just, you know, they want some NIL because it is out there, but they also understand the the opportunity they've been afforded by being a Bruin. Um, And that should make our fan base and our donors feel really proud and special. We don't have guys literally putting, you know, a gun to our head or, or throwing us over the, you know, the proverbial barrel saying we're leaving if you don't give us X, they just want, want something. And we have to be able to give them, you know, a, a general baseline that, Almost every other place is giving, and unfortunately, because of the previous situation, um, we just we just for a myriad of reasons that I think we all know and we we've, st- we've alluded to in the past, we've stated we just weren't able to to do that across the board for for the squad. You know, we cherry picked. Um, if we can do it across the squad, I think it helps.
2: What would you like to see from the new football coach in support I, of nil? That and and you can definitely use the last coach as a basis of reference.
1: I'd like to see them
2: try, and that is a basis I, of I,
1: reference. I get that
2: now. Specifically, uh, support events, talk with donors, just give us a I little want, bit of a laundry list.
1: I want them to be Mick Cronin. I want them to be uh, d- driven to win at the highest level and Golf game? not. Well, I know I don't have enough time to, li- to do that, but yes, sure. Um, yes. Um, no, I want them to, um, I want them to embrace the tradition. I want them to understand we're a different beast. We're a different animal than other places. Um, I want them to come in and make the fans feel good about being Bruins again. Make us feel proud to wear our gear. Um, ma- make us feel that going to the game isn't, isn't a foregone conclusion of, you know, misery, right? It, that it's, that we're going to have a product that that is competitive. And I'm not going to get into the, should we have an offensive-minded coach or a defensive-minded coach? Because let's just be honest. Um, if you look at our, you know, again, and, and I know I go back and I sound like a broken record because I, I use basketball as the example. But out of our last few basketball coaches, the two that were most successful were the quote-unquote less appealing visually to watch right ben Howland, mick cronin we're winning gritty because we're winning because we're the tougher team out there because we're going to wear you down and we're going to beat you up Th- those are working i don't know you know if we basically say we're going to get into shootouts and we don't want defense that that didn't work a couple of years ago and then we kind of went the other way when we had a defense and we couldn't score so it's it's how do we build a a fundamentally sound program where the fans um are proud of of what the product is and, and the foundation and even through times that are going to be tough right because let's be honest november december and january or you know the beginning of january were not good for our basketball program they didn't make us feel good but we all knew the foundation was there and we were all waiting for that day where the man which would you know that that light bulb would would turn on for the players and it's turning on. And look, I'm not saying we're going to win every game going forward. I'm not saying we're going to make the tournament. I don't know what comes, right? That's that's the beauty of sport. But all of a sudden, less than, you know, two months ago, we were saying there's no way we can be in the tournament. That's number one. And the second thing is there's no way we could win three games in a row. I would tell you right now, I bet you the conference does not want us to be –
2: guys. He's, um, he's got an opinion
1: on this. Yeah, no, that that that's the her. That's the oh, her that's because the her. The, okay. the, she always has an opinion. Um, yeah. So, you know, going back to it, it's, it's when you think about it, right? Right now, do you think there's a team, you know, the conference, I bet you doesn't want to look at, at the Pac-12 tournament draw and go, we've got UCLA on our side of the bracket. Doesn't mean we're going to win all the games. So I think at the end of the day, we need that same concept for the football program which is we we just don't want to play them doesn't mean we're not going to beat them doesn't mean we're going to lose to them we don't want to play them and you know we should be able to go into games and understand when you're a favorite you're going to you know yes it's it's sport it's it's right it's the beauty of it and the and the beast of it which is you should win the games when you're you know the major favorite but also we all sit around lately as Bruin fans going, oh, we're 15-point favorites in football. This is the game we lose, <laughs> right? And, and and that's not a good concept to have as a foundational program. That doesn't mean as a 15-point favorite you can't lose. Of course you can. But we're losing more of those games than we win. So that's that's the problem. And so, again, as a fan, I'd like to just see consistency in terms of how we're built how we operate, that we have a philosophy that we're going to kind of stick with, we're not gonna change up, you know, we will, this is, we're gonna recruit for our system. Um, We're not gonna just kind of pluck players here and there and go, oh, we'll see, you know, we'll see how this sticks. Um, And again, the the biggest thing is, is welcoming the fans back with open arms, is embracing the fan base, embracing the donors and making everyone feel great.
0: Open spring ball, open fall ball, maybe do San Bernardino again. Let's get the band back together. Jim Mora, let's just follow the Jim Mora playbook from the first year. Do that.
2: Um, I think we're close to ending this, and I just want to say, too, I I mean, I know fans are really excited potentially about the uh, uh, the football coach that could be hired. Here's the other thing, too. There is, in how long Dave and I have been doing this, We've counted the years and the seasons between football and basketball where, like what you said, Ken, no matter what happens to the basketball program, you can entrust it to Mick Cronin. There are so few seasons of football and basketball where you feel that way about the football and basketball programs. Um, I, Dave, you have a better memory than I do. When is the last time that you felt good, confident in both the UCLA football and basketball coaches at the same time? Uh,
0: Tracy, the answer to that is never in my living memory.
2: That is stunning. So we not only should you be excited about the new coach, it compounds that, you, that UCLA has Mick Cronin. There is an opportunity here. We've always been saying for the longest time that UCLA, I don't want to use the sleeping giant term, but UCLA has an opportunity and a ceiling to be really an incredible combination of football and basketball. There's a chance right now to have two who embody and build programs like what, what Ken is talking about. They don't necessarily win every time, but you have bought into how They create a team and create a program, create a culture like like generally almost every single fan does with McCronin. This is the opportunity right now. So fans out there should get excited in the way right now, the most immediate way in this environment. We can't emphasize enough the way you can show your excitement and your support is through Men of Westwood.
1: Yeah and and first of all I agree with everything you said Tracy I will also echo and and say look if if you're if you have trepidation on what's going to happen with the football program um give to men's basketball give to women's basketball you know give to baseball get, give to NIL so because that at least shows that the fan base is behind the product you know whoever the coach may be that we hire it might not be the flashiest name maybe it is maybe it isn't again I don't know and I'm not you know, I, I'm not in those discussions, so I'm not going to sit here and, and speculate. I, I'll speculate as a fan. Um, so there could be a big name. There could be a, a little name. Again, Mick Cronin wasn't our first name, right? We Give the guy a chance to come in and, and sell his vision and see how he embraces UCLA. If you're worried about that in the moment, instead of saying, I'm going to wait and see again, Put it put you know give a dollar more to Mick give a dollar more to Corey do something there because that helps show the administration that we're behind it and that allows them also right to if we're supporting more one program versus another their their resources can be allocated differently as well. You know they they do look at it they do they do understand it. It's probably taken a little bit longer than we all would have wanted but there's a there's a meeting of the minds that are you know coming and and we're we're really beginning to work more in, in in alignment and we're having more discussions consistently and and frequently about this. So they're they're made aware of what's being out there. The coaches are you know having this discussion in terms of how important it is. You know that so this information is is really key, um, and the support is even more important because we're able to to really affect change now from the inside on on how assets are allocated to programs so the more assets that we can allocate to football amazing the more assets we can allocate to to basketball uh, you know amazing so understand that every fan has it is literally has a voice in this um and i appreciate that you've all entrusted me and, and our organization for being, you know, your your kind of voice at the table, but understand we're, we're at the table and we're not quiet and, and sometimes we're we're yelling and sometimes we're pounding our fists and saying things we shouldn't say in in a manner we shouldn't say them, but we're saying it because we love it and because we're not going to take no for an answer until all of these programs are back where they belong. And, you know, that that's 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 my promise to the fan base.
2: Dave, any more questions? I only have two more quick comments unless you have more questions.
0: No, I I don't have any more questions. I do want to slightly divert. uh, Give to Men of Westwood. Also, bros uh, having a 75% off sale. And if you're listening to this and you're not currently a subscriber, get in there. It's like 27 bucks for a year. You'll get the best info. You'll get all kinds of stuff like this. You'll get our coaching hot board. Get in there. Tracy, go ahead.
2: Get in there. Two things. First off, uh, Ken, have you ever realized that Men of Westwood, M O W. I don't know. It's not. If you flip it upside down, it's still M O W. Have you? Ever...
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. We maybe have a decent designer. I don't know. That's uh, really that, cool. That, that, yeah.
2: Never realized first, and secondly, I just want to acknowledge. I don't think we did. How cool does Dave look in that hat? I mean, I just wow. want to reiterate that. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I, I, it's, it. well, it's no. It's 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 unbelievable, and you know, he I'm should never that...
2: take that hat off.
1: Ever. He shouldn't take the hat off, but it's also it's the, Yeah, it's it's also the reason why you know maybe we're doing the interview with him, unlike other people. That's, That's true. true. That's true.
0: Nobody had to pay you guys to do this interview right now. It's important to remember yeah, I,
1: I wish I, I wish I could pay myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you should you should take you should skim a little off the top for uh, having to do this thing. All right. Well, that was great, uh, Ken. Really appreciate your time uh, again. Big ask. Um, give to men of Westwood. Um, again, nil concerns. You've, you've got quibbles, whatever. Uh, if if you want to support the new head coach, if you want to support the USA administration as it tries to acquire the best possible head coach, that is the way to go. Ken, really appreciate your time.
1: For Tracy, thank Pearson, you guys I'm, as always.
0: Yeah, for Tracy Pearson. Uh, I'm David Woods, Bruins Report Online, and we will talk to you again next time.